Hi, my name's Edie. I'm 17. I'm a rising senior in high school. I'm Chinese American. I'm an introvert. I'm a dancer. I do theater. I could go on, but to save you some time, I won't. All I'm saying is that everyone has a unique set of attributes from which an individual voice emerges. So, with that, welcome to my podcast, Voices. Here we talk about a lot of things, but what's important is that everyone that shares uses their voice to discuss the topic at hand. Part of being human is discovering your voice, but it's also about learning the voices of others. As I said in my intro, and as many of you already know, I'm a dancer, and this fall I'll be starting my 10th year of dancing at my local studio, All That Jazz. This week I talked with my dance teacher and the owner of the studio, Deb Vogel. So my name is Deb Vogel. Most people call me Miss Deb. And I am a mom, a dancer, a business owner, a wife, a dance teacher, and a lover of good times. What is important to me is kindness and inclusivity. And I think that that is what attracted me to your podcast, because I think that that, those values are a lot of what you seem to be preaching in your Voices podcast. So I'm very excited to be doing this and supporting you. Thank you. Getting into the questions, why did you want to start a dance studio? So I always wanted to open my own dance studio. Um, I have danced since I was three years old. I also did gymnastics for um, most of my early childhood on through high school too. But I always wanted to own my own dance studio. It was just a lifelong dream. And even when I was in college and I wasn't dancing all that much, this was always, this was always in the back of my head that this is what I was going to be doing with my life. That's very like inspirational and having in terms of like having a big dream and following it because I feel like especially like in elementary school and middle school I was very like aspirational and had big dreams and was determined to follow them and then in high school like the realism started setting in and was like this just doesn't seem possible or like I didn't even know like what it is that I wanted anymore yeah. but what were some of your hesitations before opening the dance studio? So, you know, what's interesting, so I was thinking about this, and I actually didn't have any hesitations, (laughs) which looking back was really naive, but I, I truly thought I was two years out of college, I guess I was three years out of college, I was very young, and I was a great dance teacher, I had been dancing uh, for two years at a um, studio that's no longer in existence, it used to be in Wellesley, so I and I was a great dance teacher and I loved it. And I just really thought that I I fell into a situation where there was actually, you probably don't even know this, there was an Armenian folk dancing studio that was on California street. That was across the street from where my mom used to have her bookstore, which you remember from the old studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I used to work for her at the bookstore and then I would go teach in Wellesley. And then there was this business that was there. And I went over and approached the owner of this folk dancing and I said could I just rent the uh, could I rent your place out so I had no I had no there was no I had nothing in it so I had there was no expense there was no worry there at that point because I wasn't the dance studio was formed so there was no money that I had to put into it I was just paying him I feel like at the time it was maybe seven dollars an hour I was paying him to rent the studio 
So my expenses were only, you know, it was, it was getting some, it was advertising, it was that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. I had no real, I had nothing, nothing really to lose. And so Todd and I went, he, I, we weren't married at the time, but Todd and I went around Newton and I remember that I printed out brochures and I hung them up in like the laundromat and different restaurants. And I was like, Miss Deb, you know, I wasn't married. So Miss Deb Lifson is opening up a dance studio, all that jazz dance studio. And I figured that people would just come flocking because I was such a great dance teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what did you find surprising about the whole process of like starting up a business? Yeah, that going back to what I said, that I just figured everybody would come flocking. Well, it doesn't work that way. And <laughs> it was a whole lot harder. I mean, I, I it the enrollment and everything, everything always worked and I and I always had students and but it was it it was a lot harder and it's so much more work than I ever thought, ever thought that it would be. It really did take off. You know, like I said, I am a great dance teacher. I will fully say that I love it and I have, you know, trained my whole life. I This is absolutely what I was meant to do. However, on top of being a dance teacher, I have to be a website designer. I have to be a social media expert. I, you know, I, I, you know, it's all of this. You have to be able to write well and be able to communicate well. And you have to be able to interact with all these people and not everybody is like the Pike family and like, <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of people out there mm -hmm. and there's a lot of personalities and I have to be able to meet all of them where they are. And, um, and so I think that is harder than what I ever would have thought. No yeah. regrets, but it's harder than what I ever would have thought. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Thanks, Edie. Um, <laughs> and on the flip side of that, what do you find rewarding now that the studio is entering its 23rd year? So I find all of it rewarding. Like, like I was just, you know, so the flip side of, of all of that work is that there is watching all of you form these relationships, form these friendships. It's so much more than the dance, you know, and I, and I know we're going to get to COVID stuff later, but what I really felt this year and I really, and I, and I, I feel it, I think every year, but even more so this year is that it's just it's so much more than the dance. And I just think that I find it so, so unbelievably rewarding to be able to watch children go from, you know, whatever age they start with me and to, you know, entering their senior year and watching them become people and, and know that, um, you know, whatever kind of part we have in that, but to know that we have some part in, in helping shape your childhood and there's for all of these years that is so rewarding yeah I've definitely found that at the studio at first when I started dance it was really just about the dance because I was going there with the friends that I already had so it wasn't as much about like making new friends but now it's like well two things stand out like one is the friendships that I have at dance like I do still dance with a lot of my school friends but I've also gotten a lot closer with well I've gotten a lot closer with Gabby and yeah. a lot closer with um Ellie Cresco and I like really look forward to going to dance and having like those relationships and the other thing is like having dance as kind of like an escape for me because my life is so stressful Absolutely. and so many people are will say to me like why do you like 
take so many dance classes like why do you go all the time just because like don't you have to do your homework <laughs> but <laughs> which I do have to do my homework but it's also like if I've had a long stressful day at school and rehearsal dance doesn't become another thing that like I have to do like it it's actually more of like a getaway I guess for me to kind of clear my head I love hearing that I mean that is exactly what I mean, that's exactly how I feel. And it is exactly how I want all of you to feel. And, you know, I always laugh when Gabby will say to me, you know, we'll be talking about where our special place is or where we're the most happiest. And Gabby will say it's at the dance studio. And I always laugh because sometimes that is my happy place. And sometimes that is my most stressful place. And sometimes, mm -hmm. but I always think it's so wonderful that for you kids, dancers, students, that that's how you feel. And that's all I ever wanted was for you to you know to create a place like that and another thing is like our dance all that jazz is not a competitive dance studio and I've heard so many stories from my friends that do dance competitively about like how they don't want to go to dance because it's just so stressful and, and they have like a competition coming up and all this pressure and well like, like I said all that jazz isn't competitive and it's I think one of the only non-competitive studios in the area or that I've heard of but why did you make that decision so I didn't grow up competing and I, it, I think it was big then, but probably not as big as it is now. And I always just felt like, and feel even more so now that dance is an art. And I know that competitions are out there and look, I, I love watching world of dance and all mm -hmm. of that just as much as you and everybody else. But I just, I personally feel like that you, you, the greater you, kids your generation uh that you have to compete for everything you have to compete in school you have to compete to get into a, a play you have to compete to get onto the soccer team you have to your whole life you have to compete to get into college you have to you know you your whole life is a competition right mm -hmm. even if you don't think of it like that it is right yeah. you have to compete to get your grades you have to compete to get your teacher's attention you have to compete for all that stuff so and that makes sense to me in some ways, but why, I just don't think that when you go into the dance studio, that that should be a place where you don't have to compete. You don't have to compete against your fellow dancers in the studio. And I understand that, that there could be fun when you actually go to a competition. I, you know, again, I've never done that. So I don't, that, that, I, that part of it, I'm not pretending to know about other than what I hear about it. But I just have never wanted to create that kind of an atmosphere that was cutthroat and and would and would it all change the way that people feel as they enter into the physical studio and then of course as you start to dance. And then the flip side to that is I just have never fully understood how you judge the art form. And mm -hmm. I understand, you know, as you know, Maddie is a huge soccer player, my son, for those of you that are listening. And he's a huge soccer player, and I get that. So if you score the most amount of goals in soccer, you're going to win. I, that makes sense to me. I just It's never made sense to me because you can watch a dance, and I can love this dance, and you sitting next to me could hate the same dance. You know, it, it's, it's very subjective. So mm -hmm. I, just, I just, I've never fully, um, I, that, that's just sort of always been my thing. So one yeah. is I just think it's very hard to judge, and I, and I, and then the other part of this is I just truly, and the bigger part really is I just never, I, I always wanted kids to feel good and com and confident and 
and to take the judging out of it. Yeah. I mostly just watch World of Dance, but the one like thing that I don't like about it is like, it, I mean, it is a very high stakes dance competition, the way that they like organize the whole thing. But when the judge, when like a group of dancers don't get through a certain round and the judges give their feedback, it makes it seem like they're not good enough, even though all these dancers to even qualify to be on the show, you have to be an amazing dancer. And it kind of like discredits the dancers a little bit, even though they're still all amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and that show is better, I think, than like, So You Think You Can Dance and some of the other ones. Oh, really? Really mean. I haven't and, watched them. Yeah. World of Dance, I find, is the best out of all of them. But um, yeah. But yeah. yes, I, I agree. Yeah. I also remember when I was younger, I had like, I don't, I think I was in like a jazz class with you or something, but I had asked like, if we could have a competition team. And I don't really know where I was coming from. I think that was probably when I was in my dance mom's phase. Probably. <laughs> um, and the whole like aspect of like being all like glammed up and having a costume and like performing on a big stage in front of a lot of people, like that isn't a recital seemed very attractive to me at the time but now hearing about what some of my friends who dance at other places like go through through like competitions um, and rehearsals and stuff I just have realized that that is not for me and it would probably make me really unhappy yeah and you know and I guess I sort of have always felt like this you know if you or your parents or whatever else if you want that scene and if you want that then you're probably not going to be happy in our all that jazz community. Mm-hmm. Like if you think that you are that special and more special than, you know, the person next to you, well, that's not the way we are at all that jazz because I view all of you as totally equal and mm-hmm. I love and want the best for each and every one of my students you know, regardless of how many classes you take or whether or not you can do the clean double pirouette and you have your full split and you what you know, none of that stuff has ever mattered to me. Mm-hmm. So I, but if you feel that that is something that you need, then, then you should go compete. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's taken me a lot of years, I think, to really feel that way. But I do feel that way that, you know, that, what we offer at all that jazz is exactly what you've just been saying and and those are the kids that should come to me yeah i i also think that like dancing for so long at a studio like all that jazz has been better for my dancing because i that whole like the pressure was not ever there and so i was able to focus on like myself and like just like individually becoming a better dancer. And I think that's helped a lot. And I don't like aspire to be like the best dancer and do that. But like, I do a lot of musical theater, which involves dancing and that like the, I guess, training I've gotten at all that jazz has definitely helped with being able to do that. And you kind of already answered this question, but if, in case you have anything else to add on, what are some of your philosophies or your mission at the studio? Yeah, so I mean, I think that we probably have covered that, but I would say absolutely the, uh, my main mission has always been to create a safe space that all genders and all body sizes and all, all different kinds of kids and dancers and that you will feel 
comfortable and confident and happy. And that has been, and I will train you and, and we, all of my teachers, we will train you and we will give you all the best dance education that there is, but we will build you up as opposed to bringing you down. And this next question is very on the nose, but how does it feel to be a female business owner? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't really think of myself. I mean, I am a business owner and I I realize I said that in my intro, but I really do think of the business side of things as so, I don't really think about it as like a business owner, let alone a female business owner. No, when I I saw that question, I was like, how does it feel to be? (laughs) It's, I mean, I'm proud of it. I mean, I am, sir. Absolutely, it's it's tough. I mean, and to to have owned this business and to have built it up from scratch and and to keep it going for twenty three years, uh, well, twenty two years going into the twenty third year, I'm I'm proud of that for sure. Absolutely, it's not easy. Yeah, I've looked up to you as a woman in leadership, and I'm just like so inspired by how you like share your love for dance with the community because there isn't a lot of like that representation. And even if people might not think of like owning a dance studio as like being a woman in business, but you are a female business owner. And I was watching this documentary the other day about the making of Frozen 2 and the director is a female. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The director of it was a female and one of the animators who is on a, a much lower level then the director was talking about like what it means to have a woman in a leadership position. And I think that even though just like you, I didn't like kind of pinpoint or like ever say out loud that like you're a female business owner, it still kind of strikes me as like inspirational, I guess. That makes well, sense. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I'm, I, you know, I'm very happy to hear that. And I, and I do realize, and I, I am very cognizant of the fact that, even though there's things that I don't think about that pertain to me or my teachers or the studio, I do realize that, you know, that there's things that you all will, I'm trying to figure out a word, that there's things that you will take that I don't even think about. So I guess that's one of them. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, I used to think, I used to laugh that when my kids were babies and I used to be like, I'm going to take them to the supermarket and they're going to be screaming and they're going to be crying. And then people are going to be like, there's my stab. And like, and I used to worry about like that aspect of it. Now I, now I worry about other things with, with them, but I, you know, but I don't think of it as sort of the larger picture, but, but you're right. And thank you. I appreciate it. And this is kind of changing the topic a little bit, but COVID has had a tremendous impact on the studio and the spring this year, but did any of the changes surprise you? Oh yeah. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, So I, I mean, it's, yes, a tremendous impact does not even begin to cover what happened, right? What happened this spring. Mm -hmm. So it has been a um, emotional roller coaster for sure, but I am the most proud of what happened this spring. I'm, I'm inc- I mean, to be honest, I'm incredibly proud of how I reacted because I very easily could have just put my head down on the bed and cried and just said, we're done, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And I, I joked with you guys that I said, I didn't realize that was an option, but you know, I, I suppose it could have been an option. I'm so 
proud that my teachers rose to this occasion and absolutely not one of them said to me, I am not going to do this. We all just went on and zoomed and figured this out. And then to then keep going with that, to then have all of you students, you know, from you guys that are older on through, you know, a lot of the younger ones weren't able to stick it out, but a lot did. And to be able to have everybody just keep going and then to have that recital. And I just, I'm so proud of how everybody just rose to that occasion. And on my side of it, I'm so grateful that we were able to continue. I think I've said this in some of my other podcast episodes about quarantine that like obviously like the whole world turned upside down and nothing felt normal but once we kind of fell into that rhythm of having a little bit of school here and there and being able to like still have our dance classes even if they were at home was like it was reassuring in a way and like even though I will say that on the recital day I was excited but also I was so sad because I know. like getting into costume and putting on makeup and stuff like made me more sad about the loss of it if that makes sense but yeah. it was still like I'm so glad that we got to do it and my grandparents who live in England got to see it um, and my brother got to see it um, who lives he lives in Madison so it was like they had never been able to and also our um, like our longtime babysitter like saw something on like Facebook or Instagram or something and was like oh can I watch like in the middle of it (laughs) I know you know I think so. I mean, that's why I said emotional roller coaster. I think right. so much of this is like, oh, so gut wrenching. And, uh, you know, my heart broke for all of the senior, I mean, every senior, whether or not they were graduating from college, but I think especially these seniors in high school that mm-hmm. lost so much. And now for you that's entering your senior year and what's this going to look like? And I know. So, uh, so I am determined to keep this the dance studio going, to keep our classes going, whether or not we're in person, which I'm hoping to be for some portion of it, and then mm-hmm. over Zoom. And yeah, that, you know, we'll just keep going as, as long as, as long as this technology is there, we can keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you mentioned I am about to be a senior, which is kind of nerve wracking, but um, it means that this is going to be my last year at All That Jazz as a dancer, which makes me very sad. But like the past, I think it's been like nine or 10 years. I didn't, I'm not very good at the math, but they've been so like life-changing for me because I have grown and learned so much about myself as like a dancer, but also just like a person and having different relationships with people and like kind of what it means to be in like we, we had said that we don't have a competition team, but there's still a sense of like teamwork. And I've learned so much about that from just being at all that jazz alone. But is it hard to watch so many people like come and go? Are you kidding? It's It's the worst. It is. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no other way to say it. It's the worst is that I become so close to all of you and I you're right. I mean, I watch you go from these little, I mean, I remember when you, I remember when you were in early elementary or, you know, mid elementary. I remember, I remember when you graduated from Cabot. I remember when you started a day. I remember that sixth grade wasn't great for you. I remember like, 
all of this. And I remember for all of the kids, it's like, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. And then I call up your name. I announce what college you're going to. I give you that rose and we dance together, you know, for the senior dance mm -hmm. and, oh, it's awful. It's, yeah. it's, it is, um, I mean, I'm proud and I'm, and I'm happy to see you all continue on. And I do feel really blessed that for a lot of students, I stay in touch with them. You know, it just so happens that there's kids over the years that, um, you know, that I, that, that have my cell phone even so we'll text we'll email um over instagram facebook mm -hmm. particularly now i think with with instagram now it's even mm -hmm. easier to yeah. be able to still stay in touch with people but uh, so you know i i do i do stay in touch like that but but yeah it's um it's it's it is it's not it's it is it's hard it's bittersweet yeah. it's bittersweet yeah well i know that you won't lose touch with me because I like to stay in touch and my sister will be dancing for the next, well, I have this year, but also the four years after that, my sister yes. will still be dancing. Yes. So, and I'm very close with Gabby. So that's I have a lot of reasons. All of the above. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And the final question here is what do you hope for the future of all that jazz? So I, I mean, future is all so weird right now. Mm -hmm. right? I, I mean, I hope that we continue going in the same way that we are, although it's going to be different this year, it's going to be different. I hope, you know, I, I hope that I can continue this for as long as my body lets me for as long as, um, I still love it. As long as people are still signing up, I, I know this is a hard one. I used to think that Gabby might one day take over the studio. I, this point, I don't think that's looking good. <laughs> At this point, I'll settle for her coming back and teaching. And, you know, I, I hope I, I just, I hope that we just are able to just keep, keep going. Uh, you know, I hope we, we all talk right now about coming, making it through to the other side, you know, obviously as it pertains to COVID and I, hope that we're able to more than anything i hope that we're able to have at least a second half of a regular school year i hope that we're going to be having a recital absolutely i will promise you incoming senior that even if it is an outdoor recital we will have a recital so i feel very very confident about that so no no worries about that whatsoever and yeah my, my hope is that we'll just we'll just keep going yeah Hello? This, I'm about to share a very sappy story, but I, at the recital last year, I saw this little Asian girl. I don't know who it was, but she, I don't remember, I don't even remember what dance she was in, but she like, it was a hip hop class and she was probably five. And like, she, when she got out there, she just like went so full out and like, it was dancing like no one was watching, <laughs> but seeing her like shine on stage and how much seeing like how much dance seeing how much it does for her yeah was very like I want to see that for so many kids going through the studio and I think what I saw especially in her was that she was like a tiny version of 
me, but maybe a little bit more ambitious. He was very cute. And I was like, does, I was talking to Gemma and I was like, doesn't she remind you of me? And then Gemma, of course, was saying like, no, not at all. But <laughs> I thought, I thought she did. Cause I could see like, this is, I don't know. I feel like this is always such a pretentious like thing to say, but I could see something like in her eyes that was just like, she was so drawn to yeah. being on stage, which is like, that's how I feel like uh, doing theater over the past couple of years, I've found that like the rehearsal process isn't always great for me and I get tired and I don't always like everyone. But then once I get up on stage and do the show, like that's really why I'm there. Right. So I hope that for the studio, it can provide more kids with that same kind of like feeling. Me too, Edie, me too. And then who knows that maybe you'll come back and you'll <laughs> teach for me. I would love that. That, I mean, that has been an incredibly, you know, when you say, is it hard to watch them graduate? Yes, it's very hard to watch them graduate. But as you know, so we have this year, or starting with the last year, Becca Lazinski is now graduated and graduated from all that jazz in high school, but now is back and now she's teaching. And then there's some mm -hmm. other kids that have now recently graduated that are talking about that they want to come back and teach. And I welcome all of you with huge open arms. Thank you so much for being on my podcast this week. I learned so much that I did not know about the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great to catch up with you as well. You too, Edie. I'm missing you. Well, I do still see you sometimes in person. Yeah, and I think I'm coming over tomorrow. I think you're coming rain. over tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on my deck. But thank you. I think what you're doing with this podcast is an amazing thing. Um, I've been listening to now to the episodes, and I think it's really amazing that you are able to find your voice and express it. And I, I think this is awesome. And I'm really proud of you. Not surprised, but I'm proud of you for, for doing this. So I wish you lots of luck with this. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for dance as an art and for the experience I've had at All That Jazz. It's opened my eyes to the dance industry and I've been particularly drawn to dancers who create pieces telling the narratives of people of color or who use dance as the social justice commentary. It's incredible to me how people can take this art form to tell so many different kinds of stories. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and until next week, stay healthy and stay safe. <laughs>